Welcome to Until the Bell Rings. I'm your writer slash teacher host, Crystal J. My goal is to bridge the gap between teachers and learners by acknowledging and celebrating that we are all both. It's good for student engagement. And the only way to do that is through real conversations. One of the things my students always want to explore and understand better is race dynamics, a tough subject to talk about, but a vital one to examine. So this season, I'm sharing stories of my own experience as a black woman teaching at a private school. And as always, I'm doing it through poetry. Today, we're gonna look at the ways in which the black experience, past and present, is purposely left out of our curriculum and how this ultimately affects the future. Whether you are a student, teacher, parent, sibling, or simply enjoy poetry, I invite you to join me on a spoken word journey through the hallowed hallways of my high school. If knowledge is power, then they need you dumb because the last thing they want is for you to access the place where your power comes from. So from a young age, they keep you misinformed, disengaged. So they can't be upstaged and so you can't quite gauge how much of your rage is justified why your struggle to come of age is amplified. Some try to assuage your frustration. Others make you feel like you have an unhealthy fixation on trying to understand and exceed your station in life so you can start healing and lean into the feeling that you deserve more. And you are so right. You do deserve more but they'll never admit it. Their pride won't permit it. Instead of teaching your part of the past, they simply omit it. Conveniently selective, they leave out your perspective. Your education was never reflective of an inclusive objective. They go to extremes with legal directives that are staunchly protective of their exclusive collective. And the wrong of those acts is not subjective, it's facts. Bound to contracts that you never signed, enduring impacts that leave you trying to find where you fit in with mankind because you feel confined on your best days and on your worst days, maligned. But do not allow yourself to be defined by what they don't show you or how they don't get to know you. You don't have to accede to what they let you read. Seek out the knowledge you need. You are the sole owner of the deed to your future. It is on you to suture the wounds they've inflicted, to not be consumed by the ways you feel doomed and instead be attuned to your force. Be the source of your glory. Write your own story. Then write your own book so some young kindred spirits can read your words in some nook and then look in the mirror and see themselves clear and know prosperity is nearer than anyone told them. 
that nothing can hold them back, that there's nothing they lack, that it's a gift to be black. And their truth is nothing to hide. And they can't be denied of their dreams, no matter how far their dreams have been made to seem. Our dreams are never far away. They're inside of us. Life is figuring out how to bring them into the world. What I've witnessed at my school is the diminishing in belief of those dreams for black students. This culture has been created in which if you feel slighted, there's something wrong with you. If you can't see that you're receiving the same information and guidance as every other student on this campus, and if you can't make the most of it, that's on you. You're falling short. You're a failure. But that's a lie. Well, part of it's true. All of the students are being taught the same information. The real question is, are we presenting the right information? All of the information, inclusive information, equally advantageous information for all? The answer is no. I teach freshman English, which is a survey course of ancient world literature. Before my arrival, that consisted of the Theban plays, Sophocles, at least one thing Shakespeare, and, and then there were none by Agatha Christie, and sometimes Tom Sawyer or To Kill a Mockingbird. World literature. We had a whole textbook not being utilized because the teacher didn't deem any of the material inside good material. None of the Mesopotamian, Egyptian, Hebrew, Indian, Chinese, Japanese, Persian, or African literature was up to par. Wait. You don't think it has anything to do with the fact that none of the writers found in those regions are white. Couldn't be. It's got to be something else. Although, if it's not that, then why not find other literary works by people who are not white? The school system in general is in need of an overhaul. The challenge of getting students to engage is real and increasingly so since the return from distance education during the pandemic. However, the lack of access to relatable or even decipherable stories is crippling when trying to get students to read. I'm not sure that I realized how much so until I had my students read The Boy in the Black Suit. It's about a young black man who has suffered loss and he also works at a funeral home. Now, the story is not exactly action-packed, and no, it's not ancient world literature, but I thought it would be nice to offer a different perspective, a possibly more relatable perspective for the black students in my class. It seems only fair since about half of my students are black. Do you know what happened? For the first time ever, the majority of the students who were actually reading the book, because let's face it, So many students never do the assigned reading. They were black. I'm ashamed to say that I wasn't thinking about it that deeply when I chose it. I just thought a change would be refreshing. I wanted to dive deeper. So later on, I decided to show I am not your Negro in class and have a discussion and have them do some reflective writing on the film. James Baldwin's voice is one that everyone should hear. His words are poignant and honest 
and sometimes hard to hear, but without malice. As soon as the film ended, one of my students, a young black man, raised his hand. Now, admittedly, before this moment, I looked at him as one of those kids who's at school to play football and has no interest in academics. I wish I could remember his exact response to share with you, but what I will never forget is that I was floored. His response was so incredibly thoughtful and beautifully stated. He had truly connected with the information and it brought out a side of him that I had never seen. I immediately felt disappointed in myself for not seeing it sooner, for not knowing it was there. He just needed something that spoke to him, about him, for him. So even me, as a black woman, had fallen into the trap of thinking black students, especially males, don't take school seriously. The reality is, schools don't take them seriously. Their perspective, their needs are simply not met or even considered. One of the teachers at my school, and he's white, is dedicated to teaching inclusive material. He decided that his seniors would read Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. What a lofty endeavor, and I am so here for it. Unfortunately, two of his white students and their parents complained to the principal, and it was shut down. He was told that the book could be an option for students to read individually, but he was not allowed to discuss it in class because it's important not to make anyone uncomfortable. First of all, we don't grow without discomfort, period. Secondly, whose discomfort are you really concerned about here? Comfort is subjective. What about the black students that felt uncomfortable when you decided that a book assigned that would speak to them, that would help others understand their perspective, was essentially inappropriate for class. Now, did the parents of black students complain? Of course not, because they have zero expectation of being heard or respected. Even though they pay the same tuition, too many people have resigned themselves to, that's just the way it is. And it's not because of weakness or lack of awareness, it's because we have a finite amount of time and energy and we have to budget it, simply put, the energy is better spent elsewhere. Meanwhile, while taking a U.S. history class, a student felt as though the teacher was talking too much about race while covering the civil rights movement, and his mom reached out to the principal to address the issue. Now, we have no control over what parents do or what they complain about, but we can control how we react to it, how we support our teachers, we supported our teacher, the one other female black teacher, by actually calling her into the office to question her about the time she's spending talking about race. Y'all, she was teaching from the book that the school gave her. It feels like the twilight zone sometimes, like what is actually happening? I mentioned before that I teach freshman English. Now, my school is on a block schedule, which means you take four classes each semester. For whatever reason, freshman English is one of the few courses students take for an entire year. I asked the principal about making a portion of this course, my portion of the course, African-American literature because the time to do that is already built in and it would greatly benefit all of our students. The response was, I think that would be great, but we would have to justify it to the parents. 
we would have to justify it to the parents. Which parents? Why? Justify to me why we don't have it. Justify to me why it was okay to teach only white authors in ancient world literature. While we're justifying things, justify your discriminatory grooming guidelines. Justify not having any people of color in administration year after year after year. I'm waiting. I think you need to justify it. At the end of the day, the curriculum is shaped to preserve the comfort of white students to the proven detriment of black students. If we can all be comfortable, great. But if we can't all be comfortable, at least white families can be comfortable. With all the controversy over critical race theory as of late, people have started to ask how young is too young to talk about race? I mean, how young is too young to be black? Even that question doesn't consider the black perspective. Young black men and women deserve equal consideration. And I would be remiss if I didn't throw out there that there are other marginalized communities that receive even less acknowledgement in the classroom. And it's wrong. All students need to see themselves represented in every facet of life, English, math, science, all of it. Representation is so important. Without it, the dreams they hold inside feel even more unattainable, unrealistic. It makes it harder to believe in yourself and self-belief is the main ingredient to success of any kind. And as far as I know, the goal is to set all students up for success after graduation. Well, that's it for today. It has been my pleasure to share with you and I hope to do so again. Join me next time for some more poetry and prose about navigating my teaching journey not just as a black woman, but as a person who believes in the power of inclusion. I'll be getting into the good old boys club. Well, not literally for obvious reasons, but anyway, I'm Crystal J and thank you for listening to Until the Bell Rings.